Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located in Bremen, Georgia. Sunday school starts at 9, Sunday morning worship starts at 10, and on Wednesday night we have the Hour of Power starting promptly at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come on out and be blessed. If you can't make it here in person, then just stop by the website at www.kingdomrock.org and click on the live button. And there you can actually watch the service live as we are recording it. And uh, you can be up to date with everything that's going on at Kingdom Rock. We will be so glad to have you. So either here in person or on the web, we are there bringing you the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled How to Receive from God. Today, we spoke from the subtitle of Why Isn't It Working for Me? Have you ever asked that question? You know that God has all the power and you know that he's willing to do it for you. You know the promises of God are true, but it does not seem like it's working for you. Well, we talk about that today and a whole lot more. So you want to make sure that you hear this message in its entirety and also share it with a friend. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. You'll get to watch just a small portion of today's message in video format. I know it's going to bless you real good, and we're so glad to bring it to you. You know, we would also like to pray with you. So don't forget to go to the website at www.kingdomrock.org and click on the contact button. Type in your prayer request there and we'd be glad to pray with you. And don't forget to become our friend on Facebook. We'll be glad to have you there as well. All right, here comes today's message. Enjoy. Well, hold up your Bibles or your electronic devices, whatever you're going to use today to... Uh, Go with me in the word of God or hold up your neighbor's Bible. Praise the Lord. If you nor your neighbor have a Bible, hold up each other's hands. <clears throat> Repeat after me and say, Father, I thank you that today I shall receive the uncompromising word of God. My eyes shall be opened. My spirit shall be renewed. I shall be refired, energized, and I thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will teach me today. He will lead me into all truth and show me things to come. I'm ready, Lord. Pour it out. Today is my day to receive a miracle. In Jesus' name. Now let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Amen. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, as you know, we've been in a series for the last few weeks uh, entitled How to Receive from God. How to Receive from God. That was the title of the first message. And the second one was uh, the hindrances. We talked about the hindrances or or the hindrances to receiving that was part number two what was holding your your blessing up what what was going on with that this week we're going to talk 
uh, or speak from the subject of why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? Well, the air conditioner is working pretty good right now. I'll tell you that much. Why isn't it working? We're going to talk about that. There are many things in the word of God. Now, before we get into that, I really need, do need to give you two other hindrances that we didn't uh, discuss on last week. But I do want to give them to you this week. And it comes really from the book of James. And the book of James, as uh, the Lord says there in James, that you have not because you, you ask not. But when you ask, you ask amiss. That is, you ask with wrong motives or intentions that you may consume it upon your own lust. What's hindering you from receiving? Sometimes the hindrance is simply because we do not ask. We fail to ask God. You say, well, I pray all the time, Pastor. No, most of the time, I'm not sure who I'm talking to, but most of the time you complain to God. And complaining to God is not asking. You know, you can spend an hour just complaining. You know, people like that, don't look around. Don't look, just keep looking here. <laughs> don't hit anybody. Just keep looking here. You can spend hours and hours and hours just complaining and talking about the problem, but never communicating to God uh, in reference to, to asking about him solving the issue or what you should do about the issue. The Lord says plainly there in James, we won't get it, uh, but he says that you have not because you don't ask. But well, that's in James, the other uh, fourth chapter, by the way. You have not because you don't ask. Or when you do ask, you ask with wrong motives or intentions. The scripture says that you may consume it upon your own lusts, upon your own desires. It is not kingdom mind, it's not kingdom centered. It's all centered about you. And this is a hindrance as to why people don't receive. Hallelujah. All right. We're going to go a little bit further this week. There is just, there's so much. But here again today, we're going to speak from the subject of why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? And uh, this is a question that, um, that many uh, are asking now. Um, but the question that should not be asked is this. The two questions that should not be asked is this. Uh, does the promise of God work or does God honor his word? Or here's another question. Is he willing to bless me? I'm sure that if we ask all those questions in this room, most of you would say emphatically, yes, God's promises work. He attends to his word and you should know that he wants to bless you. Now, one of the other major hindrances uh, to receiving uh, to receiving from God is when you feel as though you are unworthy, when you feel as though you have done something and, and shame and guilt clouds your life and you feel as though I can't receive because I don't deserve it. Well, you're partially right. You don't deserve it. Jesus gave you his righteousness so that you would through him. Amen. We inherit through Christ. We inherit through his name. It's not about you, but it's all about Jesus. Turn to your name and tell him it's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil put you in a chokehold. 
Don't let him put you in a chokehold trying to go before God or come before God in your own righteousness as if you could inherit anything from God or get anything from God because you've been so good. No, that's called self-righteousness. And self-righteousness is not what God receives. He receives the righteousness that he provided through Christ. Don't go before God saying that you owe me this because I've done this well. No, it's not going to happen. That's not going to fly. By the same token, don't go before God and say, you shouldn't give me this because I did that. You're still wrong. We go before God in the righteousness that he provided through his son, Jesus Christ, through the shed blood of Jesus. It's not about you. Turn to your neighbor and you got to tell him that for me. Tell him it's not about you. Tell him don't make it about you. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear that today. Don't make it. Stop making it about you. It's not about you. It's about the blood that was shed on Calvary. Don't make it about you. Don't let the devil try to make it about you. It's not about you. If it were about us, none of us could be saved. Who could be good enough to receive the blood of God? You hear me? Righteousness is a free gift that God gives to us as we receive him, as we receive the shed blood of Jesus Christ, as we have faith in him. Righteousness is a gift. Don't make it a work. Oh, there's another one. You can tweet that. Righteousness is a gift. Don't make it a work. Are you hearing? There you're tweeting now. There you go. Tweet, tweet, tweet. So none of you hearing and should be asking these questions. Does the promise of God work? You should know it works. Does God honor his word? You should know he honors his word. Does he want to bless me? You should all say yes. You should say yes. And you should know that for truth. Because it's not about you. It's about what Jesus did. Hallelujah. I think we got that nailed down pretty good. Is that right? All right. The question, but the question that most of us are really asking in this time is, why isn't it working for me? I believe that God has the power. I believe that he, uh, that he, uh, he honors what he said. And I believe he wants to bless me. So why isn't it working for me? Why isn't it working for me? Why should we be asking this question? Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures. You can write these scriptures down. Or if you're really quick, you can turn with me. In 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, verse 20, 2 Corinthians uh, 1 20, make a note of that. It says, it says this in the New Living Translation. For what manner, or rather, uh, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. The promises of God are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Second Peter 1 and 3 says, also out of the New Living, uh, rather out of the uh, NIV, it says this. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. That's 2 Peter verses, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. God has already given it to you. So why isn't it working? Numbers 23, 19 says this in the King James. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. 
Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? He's not going to lie. Well then, pastor, why isn't it working for me? I'm glad you're asking these questions. Galatians 6, 7 says, out of the King James Version, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Well, that's good, pastor. I believe that. Well, why isn't it working for me? I'm so glad you're asking that. Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 11. King James says this. For my faults are not your faults, neither are my ways, uh, or rather, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my faults uh, than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth, and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not, say shall not, shall say shall not. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish or yeah, shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. That's good, pastor. You're showing me that God looks over his word and makes sure it happens. But why isn't it working for me? Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus, it, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I believe that, but why isn't it working for me? Anybody in the house? Amen. Are you here today? Amen. Touch yourself if you're here. Touch your, are you here? Okay, praise the Lord. You're here. Okay, <laughs> you're here. That's good. That's good. Listen, under this atmosphere, and we're in an atmosphere here, we're in an atmosphere, we're in this season that God will reveal to you, first of all, how to receive from him. He will also reveal to you the hindrances um, that stop you or that are holding you up from receiving what he has for you. Okay, and today he's also going to let you know why it's not working for you. Okay, as we get as we in this message, it is not so much what I'm saying to you right now. It is not what I'm saying. What you hear is only half of the message. The other half of the message, the Holy Spirit himself is dealing with you directly in your heart. The other half of the message occurs before service and after service and throughout the week as God deals with you. He could deal with you through a cartoon. He could deal with you through a commercial on television. He could deal with you through somebody just saying something. He will quicken your spirit and you know, oh, that's what you've been trying to tell me. This is only some of the message. The rest of the message, you're going to have to continue to go out with a hearing ear. Because here again, we are fully convinced and we are sure. I am fully persuaded that God's blessings are on full blast the water hose is turned completely on it the water is surging through the hose but we're not receiving the water on the other end because the line is kinked up because it's kinked up and once we remove the kinks and straighten out the line the blessings will come through 
What blessings? Whatever you've been believing God for, whatever your life has been missing. Hallelujah. Whether it's finances, whether it's health, or whether it's opportunity, whether it's a new job, whatever is needed in your life, God has already released the blessing. He has already released the blessing, but we're having troubles at the other end of the water hose receiving. Maybe we get a drop here and a drop there, and we turn the water hose up and look through it. Look through it like that. And wonder what's going on. And then we turn back toward the house and say, God, did you turn it all the way up? Did you turn it up, God? I'm, I'm only getting a little bit of drops out. And God uh, says back to you, yes, it is up, 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 up. All the, all the, all the way, 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 way. But I'm only getting a few drops. Okay. The Lord said, I got it up full blast. I got it up full blast. But the problem is the connection. Are you hearing? So let's talk about that, that question today. Why isn't it working for me? Because so many have that question. They know that the water hose is on. They know that God's power is on. They know that God's power is available. They know that the promises of God are true. They know that God is attentive to his word, but they're still getting just a few drops at the other end of the water hose. I think I got your attention today. Thank you, Lord. God says this, look, I'm not the problem. He's at the end and he has it on. The street water is still on, you know, so there's no problem. God's not the problem. And I believe he's saying this, stop pointing your finger at me. Let me break that to you. Some of you may not have heard that. Let me bring to you in another language that you can really understand. Stop pointing your fingerith at me. I think you may understand that a little bit better. This is, and I know the Lord told me this, this is a user error problem. User error problem. There are some that would throw their cell phone away because they can't get someone on the phone the phone number could be could end in 1933 but they're dialing 1934 and they are frustrated with the cell phone with the carrier cussing Verizon out cussing AT&T I know none of you out in here praise the Lord cussing them out because they cannot get the desired result it's not the cell phone and it's not the company it's user error we're hitting the wrong numbers And no many how no matter how many times you keep down at the numbers nineteen thirty three, but if you dial nineteen thirty four two billion times you will never get their desired result. Are you hearing? Some people will get frustrated with the new vacuum cleaner and take it back to the store because they can't figure out how to turn it on. Just keep looking straight ahead. We won't know. We will not know. Hallelujah. Some people will blame the the software company, blame Microsoft uh, for faulty software, but they don't even know how to use the PC, don't even know how to use the computer. 
Sometimes we got to get in the manual talking about the word of God to find out how it works. It's easy to blame everything else and everybody else. But when we take the responsibility here in our own selves and say, Lord, and say, Lord, it's not so much why isn't it working, but it's why aren't I working? Did you see that shift that we just took? You know, we just took it. Did you notice that? It's not so much it, but it's me. When I can get all the kinks out, then I'll receive everything I'm supposed to receive. Hallelujah. Turn to neighbor and tell him, stop looking at that water hose. You say, I'm only getting a few drops, Pastor. I'm only getting a few drops. Let's investigate. Oh, who's thirsty? Praise the Lord. I could take some water too, as a matter of fact. Praise God. All right. So let's look at a few verses. We're going to find this. Actually, we're going to find this question in the word of God. We're going to find this question multiple times in the word of God. And as we investigate uh, the surroundings of this question in the lives of others, because we weren't the only ones that have this question, Lord, why isn't it working? So let's investigate. Let's go. Let, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew 17. Praise the Lord. Matthew 17. Are we good so far? Matthew 17. And we're going to look at verses 14 through 21. Thank you. I have because I asked. And now I'm about to drink me some water. I can't get it open right now. Come on and open it for me. I need, I need to ask that again. Praise the Lord. Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21. I get by with a little help from my friends. Thank you. All right, Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21. Are you there, family? All right, you know this. This is a very familiar case. Let me pause for a moment. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to do what uh, the hillbillies did there. All right, verse 14, it says, And when they were come to the, uh, come to the multitude, there came to him a, a certain man kneeling down, uh, to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire and often into the waters. And I brought him to thy disciples and what they what? They could not cure him. They tried, but they couldn't get it to work. All right. The Lord says here in verse 17, and Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, underline that faithless and perverse generation or make special note. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me, 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 me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Verse 19, here he comes. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? Why couldn't we get it to work for us? Are you hearing? Amen. Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. 
For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing, say nothing, nothing, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer, fasting. There are about four or five things we need to get here. First of all, the Lord says to the man, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Okay. The, the, actually the father and the disciples were at fault here. They're the ones that broke the connection. First of all, the disciples were praying for the father that was a part of this generation that were faithless and perverse. Say faithless and perverse. Faithless means, of course, without faith or without trust in God, unbelieving. So there's a generation that did not trust God. This man comes to the disciples and wants the disciples to cure his son, cast the devil out, and he didn't trust in God himself. Are you hearing? Perverse. Perverse means to distort or turn aside, to pervert, to corrupt, to turn aside from the right path. Persistently, get this, persistently holding to what is wrong, turned away from or rejecting what is right, good or proper, wicked. It means to be wicked or corrupt. Persistently holding to what is wrong. I got what is wrong and I'm holding to it. I'm holding to it. I'm not going to change. The Lord says here, oh, you generation, you generation of people that have no trust in God. And when given the opportunity, you're always going to hold to what is wrong and push away what is right. It is in that atmosphere that the disciples, they come in and they, they attempt to cast this devil out in that type of atmosphere. An atmosphere where people did not believe in God and they're holding to the things that are wrong instead of holding to the things that were right. Jesus, the disciples asked the Lord, okay, why couldn't we get this thing handled? The interpretation there, why couldn't we get it done? The interpretation, the true interpretation is, is the Lord said, well, because of your um, unbelief. Or it can also be translated because of the littleness of your faith or the smallness of your faith. Your faith was too small. Now, I want you to grab a hold of this. Now, we've already talked about an an atmosphere. He says the generation. Generation talks about a, a group of people, a group of people, a society, a culture. Okay? This is the atmosphere, an unbelieving atmosphere. When you're believing God for a miracle, you need to make sure your atmosphere also believes God or surround yourself with people that believe God, that trust in God. Okay? Surround yourself with people also that when given the choice, they will choose right. Amen. 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 Okay? These things when we when we're around people that are that are um uh, perverse, that are faithless, yeah. it will contaminate your faith. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to, some of you are going to have to change company. Okay, all right. And so the Lord says here to disciples, disciples ask him, Lord, why can we get it to work? He said, because simplest forms, because your faith is too small. 
faith is too small. He said, if you just had faith the size of a mustard seed, that little bit right there, you can get it done. What? He said, your faith is too small. Then he says, if you just had a faith size of a mustard seed, then you can get it done. Tells me that your faith was smaller than that of a mustard seed. Now understand something. And I don't want any of you to get in, get in this trap or, or deception. Some people have faith in faith. They have faith in faith. Say, I know I got the faith. I know I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to do it because I got faith. I got faith and my faith is going to carry me through this. You have faith in faith instead of faith in God. So as the Lord says here, he said, your faith is too, your faith is too small. He was not just pointing at at their faith but looking past their faith because you have to have faith in something or faith in someone and faith is simply trusting in God trusting in what he said trusting in what he can do trusting in what he will do so it wasn't that they didn't have faith oh they had faith but they had more faith in the wrong things and not in God are you hearing it's like if we go back to our glass example. Our glass is 90% full of lies and only 10% full of the truth. It is the truth, the truth of God's word that will produce the results you need. It's not that you don't believe. Oh, you believe. But we're believing the wrong things. When we're fully persuaded of the right things, then the situation changes. He said you couldn't get it done because of your little faith. You have little faith or little confidence, little trust in God. Little experience with that. He said this, then he says this kind comes out but by prayer and fasting. What does prayer and fasting do? Does that move the heart of God? No, it moves you. It puts you in the position of receiving from God. It makes you consecrate yourself to God. You dedicate yourself to the Lord. And in doing that, you, you begin to cultivate a relationship with him. And you become more and more trusting. More and more open to receive from him. Are you hearing? I'm telling you, this is good stuff. So they asked, Lord, Lord, why couldn't we get this to happen? Because your faith was too small. It's not that you don't believe. Not that you don't have faith. It's that we don't have enough faith faith in him and that we have more faith in the opposite in the wrong things and it's easy to do it's easy to do when you see the reports come in it's easy to do when you hear the the words of people all around you when everything is saying the contrary it's so easy to bow down to all of the things that we can see it's so easy to bow down bow down to the sighted realm it's so easy I know that's a song, but I'm not going to sing it right now. It's so easy to bow to the sighted realm to say that this must be true based on the evidence that I have received. It's so easy to believe that and not to believe that God can change the situation miraculously in a moment of time. Uh, tell your neighbor, open your heart for the supernatural. Okay, we don't have to accept what's being done or said in the natural. 
You don't have to accept that. You don't have to accept the report, the evil report. You don't have to accept it. You can be like Joshua and Caleb that says, well, we are well able to overcome this thing. We don't have to receive the enemy's report. Okay? Because the greater one is working within us. And he can change the situation at a moment of time. And in fact, has already released the power from the side of the house. So we're holding the hose up to our problem, wanting to spray it, want to spray the problem to clean the problem off. And nothing's coming out. Instead of cursing the end of the hose or cursing, God, why don't you do your thing? You told me you would do it. Instead of doing that, just put the hose down for a moment and trace the hose back to God. Trace it back to the source. Once you trace it back to the source, you'll find the problem. But if we keep blaming the hose, this old crazy hose, it never done anything. It won't do anything. My life is never going to change. It's always going to be like this and that. No, God said, I've already made a way for you to have life and have it more abundantly. I've already turned it on. He said, I've already supplied all your needs according to my rich and glory by Christ Jesus. I've already turned it on. I've already turned it on for you. So let's go back. Let's stop blaming the hoes, stop blaming God, and let's go back and find the kinks. Are you hearing? Let's find the kinks. Because God has already done the work. The the hose is already on. It's on full blast. And once you find the kink, boom, it's going to flow for you. And oh, happy day, oh, happy day, happy day. And I'm telling you that if, even in this atmosphere, and we're about to close, but even in this atmosphere, as we're heading in that direction, as we're drawing near to God in that direction, the Father is also drawing near to us. And we're getting to problems, and we're taking care of them, and he's getting to problems, and he's taking care of them, and we're going to meet in the middle, and power will be released. Hallelujah. The Lord is not leaving it all up to you. He's working with you. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. All right. So, and so we see here again that um, faith, all faith has an anchor and it is anchored in a person or thing. We should never have faith in faith, but faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two. All right. All right. Let's look at another case. Let's go to the book of Acts, Acts 19. Let's look at the book of Acts, Acts 19. We know we like some supernatural things. Let's talk about, and you should, because the church is supernatural. This generation is, and we are very prone toward supernatural things in our movies. You look at vampires and werewolves and aliens and all these sort of things. Why? Because man knows that there is something else beyond what we can see. There is something else going on out there. And so it fascinates the human race. It fascinates us. Is there a ghost over there? Ooh. Is there this here? Ooh. Are there aliens? Ooh. We're fascinated. Is there life after death? Of course there is. It's either heaven or hell. But man is fascinated with the supernatural. 
That's why you see a lot of people going into the occult and all the other things. They're trying to search and seek for the supernatural, trying to search and seek actually for God, but they're going in wrong places. Are you hearing? So let's look at here. Let's look at uh, just a few verses here. Acts in 19 chapter. And let's look at verses 13 through number 16. Hallelujah. All right. Let's look at verse 11. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto sick, unto the sick, uh, handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Wow, wonderful, miraculous miracles. Paul was able to cut up some of his clothes and send it off. And when those clothes touched someone, they got healed or demons came out. That's some power. But it wasn't his clothes. It was the anointing that was upon him that seeped through in his clothes. And uh, people were healed. Wonderful. Let's look at verse 13. I want you to see this. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, say exorcists. Y'all know about exorcists, don't you? I know there's a movie out some time ago called Exorcist. Never seen it. Don't want to see it. But there were actually exorcists that went out, went out and about in the scripture. It says certain of the vagabond Jews or traveling Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you, or we command you. By Jesus whom Paul preacheth. So obviously they had seen Paul out somewhere casting out an evil spirit. And they were exorcists. And especially in biblical times they always had uh, certain incantations and other spells. Now they were religious people. But they used incantations or spells to get demons out of other people to exorcise demons. Okay. This is why when uh, Jesus was casting out devils, they, they say, well, well, he's casting out devils by uh, Beelzebub. Jesus said, no, I'm not doing that. He said, if I cast out uh, devils by Beelzebub, then who do your sons cast them out? Who do, you, who do you cast them out? He said, no, I'm casting out by the power of God. God's power and presence is here. But they were using spells and incantations to exercise demons to get them out. So here were these uh, seven sons of Sceva. Now, uh, uh, yeah, here were these seven sons of uh, one named Sceva. And did we get to that yet? No, but we will. But they said, they went over to somebody that had a devil and spoke over them. We command you or Jew you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And so they were trying to exercise or cast the demon out that, that way. Verse 14. And there were, okay, and it tells who they are now. And there were uh, seven sons of, seven sons of uh, one Sceva, a Jew, the chief of the priests, which did so. All right. So they were preacher's kids that went around and did this. Are you hearing me? Verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, what? Here comes the devil talking. What is he saying? He says, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? Who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them. 
and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out. Ah! So that they fled out of that house. Oh, haunted house. So that they fled out of that house. How? Naked and wounded. Do you see that? Let's read a little bit further. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of Jesus, the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and um, uh, showed their deeds. Many of them also which use what? Uh-huh, which used curious arts, that's witchcraft, curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men, and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and revealed. Now we'll stop there. So they were using all these books, spells, and incantations to do supernatural work. But once they found that the name of Jesus had power, they burned up all of that other stuff. Don't need that anymore. I've got the name of Jesus. All right. But here's the thing. The sons of Sceva were asking, why didn't it work? We saw Paul do it. Paul was able to cast some devils out. So they, here they are. They're going into this haunted house. Ooh, ooh. And so here they are. They're all preachers, kids. Dad is a chief priest. Okay, he's not a high priest. He's a chief priest. And so they're going in this place, uh, possibly, now the name Sceva actually means mind reader or one that reads minds. So I don't know really how that, in, that, how we could extrapolate that in this case, but they may have seen daddy do a few things. Okay. And they may be, uh, they may have faith now and, and going, going into this situation. They may be relying on their daddy's faith. Well, my dad's a preacher. You should, so you should come out. Or relying on their dad's position in God. But they're also relying on Paul. We command you get out in the name of Jesus. You know the one that Paul talks about. So that tells us as well that they did not have a personal relationship with Jesus themselves. They were simply relying on someone else. And thirdly, they were just doing what they had seen someone else do. They were copycatting. That's why they couldn't get it to work for them. They didn't know the Lord Jesus for themselves. They were trying to do something that they saw someone else doing. They had nothing to stand on but someone else's experiences. And this is why it would not work for them. Do you have the relationship for yourself? Do you know the Lord for yourself? Now, there's so much more. Boy, I wish I could give it to you. There's so much more. But I guess we're going to give it to you to you the next time. Praise the Lord. I think that you've received the word of God today. I feel pretty good about that. Do you? Did you receive from the Lord today? Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give the Lord a hand as his anointing has just filled the room. Hallelujah. Look up toward heaven now and say, Father, I thank you for revealing the hindrances. For showing me 
the knots and the holes. I receive that revelation right now by faith. I thank you that you're leading me to that spot. And once that spot is straightened out, the power will flow. And I will see miracles, healing, deliverance in every area of my life. Holy Spirit, give me the wisdom now. Give me the wisdom now. Give me the wisdom now. In Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Let's praise him. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. We believe the Lord for it now. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.